Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? <laughs> That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 324.17. See a Staples associate for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to the Green Party Radio Show. Coming to you live on the Green Party Radio Network. And, and now, now you're your host, Larry, Larry Ellis. Everybody, Larry, Larry, you're a bastard. Well, Larry's not a bastard. Well, actually, Larry still is a bastard. We won't change that, but Larry's not going to be here today. He's pretty sick. Um... Hell, he probably don't care if I tell you. He's got ulcers, okay? That's probably probably the election guy's ulcer acting up. You really want to know the truth because Hillary Clinton being in office will probably give us all an ulcer. I know he just spent five days in the in in the hospital not too long ago because of his ulcer. He had a real bad one, so you know. Say a prayer for him, everyone, if you're into the prayer kind of thing, you know, if you believe in God. Yeah, I hope you do whatever, you know, I hope you don't believe in religion because we all know religion is just a big farce to get you to spend your money in their church. But, uh, you know, do whatever you got to do. Hope Larry gets better. I'm Don Ellis, by the way. I figure everyone knows that. You'll listen very often. Uh, we got our final show before the election today, okay? Um, this is maybe the biggest election of our lives because I mean what are what are the choices that the mainstream media keeps feeding you, okay? We got, you know, a horrible person who says horrible things, who believes horrible things, who would do horrible things as president and then we got Donald Trump. No, I'm just kidding. That's what they say about Trump, but hey, it's the same thing about Hillary Clinton. I mean, come on. Unless you're just a blind, you know, boat blue no matter who follow her that, that doesn't follow politics at all, doesn't care to know the truth. If you've read any of the emails that WikiLeaks has released, you'll know that she is not a very good person, okay? She's going to get us involved in, in, in more wars, okay? I mean, we're already bombing seven countries right now, okay, under wonderful change President Obama. Yeah, change. He promised change. Yeah, things changed, all right. Now we're bombing even more countries than we were when W was president. Okay. Let me get off track there for a second. You know, hey, W, you know, got us in a couple wars, no doubt about it, eh? He wasn't a very good president. Um, You know, Obama said, oh, he's going to bring the troops home. You know, that's that's where he, you know, his big promise when he was campaigning before he became president. Oh, I'm going to bring the troops home. You know? Um, he didn't. That's all I can say. He didn't, okay? If you're the parent of a serviceman, 
he was over in the Middle East somewhere, you know. He didn't bring the troops home. Hell, he sent more troops over there. You know, we were in Afghanistan and Iraq in a war, okay? You know, what's the difference if it's called an official war or if we're just over there with our soldiers over there shooting at people, bombing people? Our soldiers are still getting killed, okay? You know, I don't care if it's officially called a war or not, you know. I still remember the Gulf War back in, uh, what was that, 91, I guess? The first Gulf War, when, uh, you know, when Saddam invaded Kuwait, we went and rescued Kuwait, which was the start of terrorism against the United States, but that's a different story. Um, you know, it was on TV. It was televised. I mean, you could sit home and watch on TV. It, 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 it's horrible, you know. I mean, I mean, hey, we all watched. I'm not saying that was horrible to watch, but it's kind of horrible that, you know, they turned war what, into, into a game like a football game, you know. Sit around with the family, watch, hey, here's who we bombed today, you know. You know, watching, you know, basically, it weren't drones back then. It was actual airplanes flying over with actual pilots that were getting killed, Americans that were dying. Um, but, yeah, you sit there and watched it on TV. It's horrible. That was the start of terrorism in the United States. So as you may or may not know, we've covered this before. You know, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait, which was a bad thing. Hey, obviously shouldn't have done it. Kuwait didn't have the army to stand up to him. He, they needed help. You know. Osama bin Laden, you know, public enemy number one. T-91, though, before he was public enemy number one. He, he wanted to help the Kuwaitis. He had an army of, uh, I don't know what you call them, freedom fighters. The Mujahideen was the Arabic word, I guess they called themselves. Hey, they had just been in Afghanistan and kicked Russia's ass, okay? Big, bad Russia, if you're a Hillary Clinton voter, which probably not many of them listening, but yeah. He kicked their ass, okay? The Soviet Union, with all their military might, Osama bin Laden and his freedom fighters kept them out of Afghanistan, drove them out, okay? That was the original Afghan war. Talk about the one the U.S. was in. The original one was the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, and I don't even know why. I was young and didn't really follow stuff back then. You know, I, that was early 20s when they invaded Afghanistan. I was probably too drunk to pay much attention anyway, if you really want to know the truth. But yeah... Osama bin Laden and his ragtag group of freedom fighters that we armed, by the way, that we sent Obama, Osama bin Laden, I'm sorry, not Obama. We sent bin Laden all kinds of weapons to fight the Soviets, keep them out of Afghanistan, okay? So when Kuwait got invaded, like I said, 1991, may have been late 1990, I'm not sure. When they got invaded... Bin Laden's like, hey, Kuwait, don't worry, we got this, you know. We took care of the Soviet Union, okay? We kicked their asses. We could take care of Saddam Hussein and his Iraqi army. Hey, he had a big army for the Middle East at the time, yeah. But hey, if you can beat the Soviet Union, you can probably take care of Iraq, correct? That's just common sense. That didn't happen. Big bad United States had to go over send in troops 
to take care of Saddam Hussein. You know why? Oil. Obviously, oil. Kuwait has a whole crap load of oil, okay? We had to make sure nothing happened to Kuwait, okay? Now, Afghanistan, we didn't care. Hey, no, we'll send you some weapons, Bin Laden. You can take care of the Soviet Union, the big, bad Soviet Union. You remember the Cold War, you know, 50 years or whatever it was? 40 years, more like, probably. Our our, our sworn enemy, we were going to have nuclear war with them because they were so big and bad. You know, the biggest country on Earth, you know, size-wise, area-wise. No, you you can handle them, Obama, Osama. I keep, see, is that a Freudian slip that I keep calling Osama bin Laden Obama? Bin Laden, you can take care of the Soviet Union. You know, don't worry. You know, it's just Afghanistan. There's no oil in Afghanistan, okay? It's only heroin. Well, it's not heroin when it's Afghanistan. It's poppy plants, if you know the whole production thing, you know. That's their biggest... You know, cash crop is poppy plants, which are used to make heroin. You take care of the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. We don't care about Afghanistan. What? Somebody somebody invaded Kuwait? What? Oil? Oh, crap. Oil. Oil. Oh, no. Oil. We have to go help. Boy, Bin Laden got pissed off. Who can blame him? I mean, hey, it was two Arab nations. You know, Bin Laden figured, hey, Arabs. Should we take care of our own mess? Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, doesn't it? A, a country halfway around the world, let them take care of their own mess? Hey. But, no, the United States had to say, nah, we need to send some troops over there to make sure Kuwait gets defended. And that's where basically terrorism against the United States really bad started, okay? There was, you see here and there before that, somebody might... You know, have a small terrorist attack. 9-11 never would have happened. Let's put it that way. Plain and simple. If we hadn't gone to Kuwait to defend our oil, you know, we weren't defending the Kuwaiti people. Don't let anybody ever try to tell you that. We were defending oil, okay? Because if we cared about people, we would have went to Afghanistan to fight the Soviet Union, okay? But no. If we wouldn't have put troops on the ground in the Middle East, in Kuwait... Welcome to Staples. Staples Guide. This year I'm preparing my own taxes. Good for you. Yep, I'm going to be accountable. Right. Well, Staples can help with storage and filing supplies, plus software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. Go on. You have my interest. And now get TurboTax for up to $15 off at Staples. Up to 15 bucks off TurboTax? That'll pay handsome returns. Right. Thanks, Staples Guy. Depreciate it. Uh-huh. Everything you need this tax season for less, like up to $15 off TurboTax. Staples. Make more happen. In-store only. It's 417. 9-11 never would have happened. Bin Laden wouldn't have got all pissed off at the United States for coming over there. You know? There's my rant for this morning. We have, um, hopefully, a very special show today. That It's the last one before the election, a scary election. Turn out if you're voting green, it's not scary at all, you know? We're voting for Jill Stein. We're doing our part, okay? That's all we can do is vote for Joe Stein, okay? And if all the independents in this country vote for Joe Stein, she'll win, okay? Forget about, you know, hey, 5% will be wonderful, okay? If we get 5% of the vote nationwide, she will qualify and the Green Party will qualify. And that's just her. 
It's the Green Party. Qualify for federal matching funds in the next election, okay? That's, you know, approximately they're saying, you know, eight to ten million dollars, which is huge, okay? Huge. That's a lot of money. You know, the Green Party doesn't take money from corporations, okay? So eight to ten million dollars is huge for advertising, for you know, pushing the Green Party name. You know, you, you, you'll never see, never have, and I'm sure you won't before the election, a Green Party Jill Stein advertisement on one of the big three networks or one of the cable networks. I mean, dude, I can't tell you when I watch one of the big three networks unless it's sports, okay? I mean, probably since Seinfeld went off of NBC, it's the last time I watched any of the big three networks, or I guess big four, you count Fox now. Other than sports, I haven't watched them. I watch, you know, cable channels. But you won't see any Green Party commercials because they can't afford it. I mean, it's plain and simple fact. They can't afford it with our small base right now and not taking money from corporations. We can't afford it. Get that 8 to $10 million in federal matching funds and know it's coming next election. Hey, we'll be able to afford it. It's huge, okay? Plus, 5% now, it depends on the state. Every state is different. But 5%, there are, I believe, 13 states. You can go to gp.org and check for sure there's an article on it. I believe it's 13 states. Getting 5% of the vote in this election guarantees Green Party ballot access through 2020. Okay? That means, for the most part, most states, party candidates, all they have to do is file, just like a major party candidate, just like a Democrat or Republican, file with the state, and they will be on the ballot. Okay, it's not that way now. I just give you the example for Kentucky, where I live. For me to file, representative, I'm running for state representative right now, okay? Let's touch on that real quick first. But I'm a write-in candidate. I got to the party late, only got in. I wasn't going to run until 2018. But I saw that in my district, there are 100 districts in Kentucky for the State House of Representatives. In my district, it was a Republican running unopposed. Okay, and I said, no. Nobody should be able to run in an election unopposed. So, hey, I sent $50 to the Secretary of State. Boom, and I was filed as a write-in candidate. That That's easy. But now, if you want to be on the ballot, which is the way to win, I, I know I'm not going to win. I'm sure I'll take some votes from him. I have no doubt I'll take some votes. But I, not, without being on the ballot, as a write-in candidate, it's almost impossible to win. There have been write-in candidates that have won in this country. But I'm not counting on that. Counting on getting my name out, getting the Green Party name out, for when I run in 2018. But all I had to do was send $50 to the Secretary of State. Boom, she put me on the official list of write-in candidates. Now on election night, they will be counting my votes. Any other write-in candidate, you write in anybody else's name for the 4th District, they won't even count because they didn't register as a write-in candidate. I'm the only one registered in the entire state actually as a write-in candidate. But if Jill Stein gets in Kentucky, it's only percent of the vote. We get ballot access. The next election, which is, this is even bigger, the next presidential election in 2020, the Green Party can just file the paperwork and run a candidate. Okay, they don't have to go out 
and collect signatures. You know, if you're not if you're not one of the one of the, the, the two quote unquote big parties, because we know there's just one party. If you're not one of them, you know, unless you've got as I said in Kentucky, if you got two percent in the last presidential election to run for president in Kentucky and be on the ballot, you have to go out and collect a bunch of signatures. And I I want to say it was 10,000 in Kentucky, but I'm not even sure about that. It doesn't matter because every state is different, okay? Every state's laws are different. You can go to, if you want to check your state, see what it is, go to greenpartyradio.com. The article I posted about the right candidates, about you know, what states you can run as a write-in you know, without registering. It was a Bernie article, basically, to shut up those people that want to write Bernie in, waste their votes instead of voting green. But in that article... It lists the laws for all 50 states, not just for write-in, which is to get on the candidate um, list, you know, with not being a write-in. Those laws are listed, too, and how to do it, okay? And like I said, every state's different, but Jill Stein gets 2% in Kentucky. It means in 2020 election, the Greens are on the ballot automatically. You don't have to spend all that money going out and collecting petitions, okay? And that costs money, you know? Not only, I mean, even, you know, even if you have a bunch of volunteers to do it, still, you know, you have to pay their expenses, you have to pay for their gas, you have to pay for the petitions and stuff, you know, you have to pay to file. It's not free. You know, if she can get enough of the vote in your state, then in 2020, when the presidential election rolls around, she will automatically be on the ballot. And that is huge. And like I said, it's huge for candidates like me because in 2018, when I run again for the House of Representatives here in Kentucky, if the Green Party doesn't have ballot access, I'll have to file, I'll have to collect 100 signatures, okay, which is not a big deal. I can collect 100 signatures, but it takes time. That can be campaigning, okay? 100 signatures and $100 I have to pay, okay? Which is, like I said, not a big deal, but it's time and money I can be spending elsewhere. Okay. We have automatic ballot access. Hey, the Green Party just nominates a candidate for my district, which, and I'll be the only one. It's hard enough to find a Green Party member in my district. I'm trying to get Democrat votes this election. And hopefully, you know, I can build up the Green Party here in my district in the next two years. Because I'm late to the party, okay? I was, you know, just like Larry and many of us who are now in the Green Party, I was a burner, okay? You know, lots of us were independents. And some Democrats, you know, said, hey, we're feeling the burn. No, we wanted Bernie to be president. You know, I registered as a Democrat for the first time in my life. After 30 years of being independent, I registered as a Democrat just so I could vote for Bernie in the primary here in Kentucky. Because basically, Bernie's platform is the Green Party platform. Now, the Green Party platform, once I got into the party, I found out it's better than Bernie's, you know. It is better than Bernie's platform because it has things that he doesn't. But all of his main talking points you know, are right there in the Green Party platform. So I hope anyone thinking about writing in Bernie, which is stupid, he can't win, would vote Diane and said, because it's real important. You know, hey, if enough people do it, we can win this election. Don't let the polls fool you. you know, they don't poll millennials, first of all. Young kids, 18 to 30, it's, I hate them stupid names anyway, millennials, baby boomers, Generation X, what the hell is all that stuff? And you look, I don't know, because I was born 
I think baby boomers, they say, is like 46 to 64 or something. I was born in 65. So, who, you know, who the hell knows? I, I don't know if I'm a hippie. You know, actually, I grew up mostly in the 70s. You know, like I said, I was 5 to 14 was my age in the 70s. You know, that's when I say grew up. Because if you know me, in the 80s, I didn't get any more mature. But that's a different story for a different day. You know. But whatever, they don't, they don't, for the most part, poll young people, okay? They don't think young people are going to vote. And a lot of them haven't voted before, okay? There's four years' worth of birthdays that couldn't vote in the last presidential election. And they don't poll those people. Part they're still polling old people with landlines, you know. Old people are like my dad, Larry's dad. We're the same dad, thank you very much. <laughs> I know that's an accomplishment nowadays. Back when we were born, you know, people actually were married and, you know, all had kids together, but whatever. I know it's different now. I got three kids, two different wives, so I'm not judging, okay? Trust me. Welcome to Staples. Staples Guide. This year I'm preparing my own taxes. Good for you. Yep, I'm going to be accountable. Right. Well, Staples can help with storage and filing supplies, plus software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. Go on. You have my interest. And now get TurboTax for up to $15 off at Staples. Up to 15 bucks off TurboTax? That'll pay handsome returns. Right. Thanks, Staples Guy. Depreciate it. Uh-huh. Everything you need this tax season for less, like up to $15 off TurboTax. Staples. Make more happen. In-store only. It's 4117. Blue no matter who. That's my dad. He's not going to change. You know, and that's mostly the people at poll, people like him, you know. People in their 60s and 70s that are, you know. He doesn't believe it and he denies it, but I told him if the Democrats ran Trump, he'd vote for Trump. He wouldn't have a choice. He's blue no matter who. How else can you, how else can you explain voting for Hillary Clinton? You have to be blue no matter who to vote for Hillary. I'm sorry. That's the only way to do it. I, mean, I understand the whole vagina thing. We have a candidate with a vagina, though. Another one, you know. And that's who we need to get elected. It's so important that we don't elect Hillary Clinton. And that we don't elect Donald Trump. I know we don't touch on that much on this show. The Green Party Radio Show here on the Green Party Radio Network. I'm Don Ellis, by the way. Usually Larry Ellis would be your host. I'm just the co-host and producer. But I'm doing it all today, um, Larry's feeling sick with his ulcer, so he's not on the show today. It's just me. Now, it's not just me. I do have a guest coming up. He was on the show before, but here it is, uh, the last show before Election Day. So he wanted to come back, and I'm proud and honored to have him back. The incredible Mr. Ray Parrish, uh, who's running in Arizona's 1st Congressional District. He's going to join us about 8.45, I think, Ray's supposed to come on. Scheduled the show for two hours today um, because it's the last show before the election, and we think it's so important to let people know to vote for Jill Stein, okay? Nothing else matters this election except voting for Jill Stein. Yeah, Congress always matters. You know, the House of Representatives and Senate, they both always matter, okay? And you should probably do your research to vote in those elections as well. But, hey... This is the most important presidential election of my life, okay? And I've been alive, like I said, since 1965, okay? And if we get Hillary Clinton into office, I can almost guarantee we're going to go to war with Russia. She's just itching to go to war with Russia. Hey, more war 
means more money for the military-industrial complex. Plain and simple. You know? And that's what we'll get. And hey, if you vote for Donald Trump, which, like I said, we don't really have to mention not to vote for him. I mean, the difference is he's out there publicly being an idiot, okay? He says all these stupid things in public right there, you know, during his campaign. Everybody knows he's an idiot and is not qualified to be president, okay? Everybody knows that. We don't have to cover that on this show, okay? Because if you don't know that he is unfit to be president, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, there's really nothing I can say to you. It's all out there, you know? Warts and all, give him credit. He says what he means, okay? He says what he thinks, means what he says, I'm sure. And he probably says some stuff just being a blowhard because that's what he is, you know? But, hey. You know what you're getting with him. At least you can say that. Hillary Clinton, you know, WikiLeaks has proven she has a public position and a private position. You know, and now all politicians, except me, will say stuff just to get elected, okay? They will lie. Let's put it that way, okay? They'll lie. But, I mean, nothing compared to Hillary Clinton. Nothing like Hillary Clinton. I mean, just read the WikiLeaks, okay? And now it's funny. I keep seeing some stuff posted um, from friends who are Democrats, who are blue, no matter who, who are women, you know, that are voting for Hillary just because she's a woman, you know. They won't vote for Jill Stein, even though she has a much better platform than Hillary. Sorry, give me a second, folks. I gotta type something on Facebook real quick. Um, you know, but these people saying, um, "Oh, WikiLeaks is just picking on Hillary." You know, why, 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 why don't they dig into Donald Trump? Because you don't need to change to Donald Trump. Okay, you don't need. You don't need what? You don't need to change to Donald Trump? Why did I say that? That was weird. You don't need to dig into Donald Trump, okay? I'm thinking change of Obama's bill. You don't need to, to, to dig into Donald Trump. It's all out there. He's, you know, he's saying it, okay? He's just out there telling it that, telling it like it is, I guess you would say. I mean, at least I can respect people who follow Trump. He says he's going to change government, you know, quit getting all the money in government. You know, he, 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 given that, he doesn't need to take money from lobbyists. He doesn't need to give Wall Street speeches to get money, okay? Because he's got his own money. I mean, uh, you can argue about that all you want because he won't show his tax returns. It may be all borrow money, leveraged, you know, against buildings he owns or golf courses or whatever, but it's out there. WikiLeaks doesn't need to investigate his emails, okay? You can see it right there. It's on TV, in your face, every day, what Donald Trump is saying. He doesn't have a public position and a private position. He's telling you what he thinks. And for me, that's plenty of reason not to vote for him, but at least he's telling it like it is. I just, I, I'm so worked up about this election, folks, because I am scared, okay? And you should be scared. Because it's winding up, probably, you know, because she's running against a doofus. Hillary Clinton is going to get elected, okay? There's no doubt about it. She 
he's going to get elected. One way or another. She's either going to get the most votes or she's going to cheat. They break the election in the primaries. You know, only the biggest fools actually believe Bernie Sanders didn't really win, didn't get the most votes. Okay? Because he did. Texas poll showed it. You know, we've, we've, we've touched on it in this show many, many times. The exit polls show that Bernie Sanders you know, should have had millions more votes than he had. But the DNC wants you to be their candidate, I guess, one way or another. By God, they're going to get it. You know? And, the, you know, the sad part is they created superdelegates basically so they could choose who they want to be president. You know? Why else are there superdelegates there? I said, do a little research, okay? Read my story on how if the Democrats really cared to beat Trump, they would have nominated Bernie, okay? That's on GreenPartyRadio.com. You can go read it. Uh, some, I forget the title. But if the Democrats really cared about keeping Trump out of office, something like that is the title. They don't. They weren't worried about it. They were worried about coordinating their queen, Queen Hillary. I mean, they knew at the time, all the way up through May and June, the polls were showing Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump running neck to neck, pretty much where they are now, okay? Yeah, you know, some of the polls will show Hillary getting a little bigger lead, but some of them show Trump getting ahead of her, you know, catching her and actually passing her by a percentage point or two. That's what the polls showed for two months, all the way into June. Those same polls showed Bernie Sanders killing Donald Trump in the polls by 10, 12, 15 percent, okay? If they really wanted to beat Trump, if they're really that scared of a Trump presidency, that's all they're running on. You know, that's Hillary's entire campaign, all her commercials, I'm not Trump. You know, she doesn't run any commercials saying what she will do, what she has done. It's all. All the commercials are Donald Trump saying stupid things, okay? That's all it is. They were really worried about beating Donald Trump and not having a Trump presidency. Bernie Sanders would have been their candidate. They had the superdelegates there for that simple reason, okay? So that the people don't think with their heads instead of their hearts and their minds mostly. Sorry, their hearts instead of their minds. I, I got that a little backwards, but whatever, you know, didn't talking about this stuff. I'm telling you, it riles me up. It pisses me off that I have to talk about this, okay? You know, I mean, it's good in one way, because now I'm a member of the Green Party, and I couldn't be happier, you know, because, I, you know, I, I could never, ever vote Democrat again after what they did. You know, but still, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, if they were really worried about beating Trump, they would have nominated Bernie. That's why superdelegates are there, okay? Even, even, Let's let's assume the ridiculous for a minute that they didn't cheat, okay, and that Hillary actually beat Bernie in the primaries fair and square. The number of delegates they had, the superdelegates still could have voted for Bernie, okay? That's why they have superdelegates, to override the will of the people if they make a stupid choice, you know, or if they nominate an unelectable candidate, you know, like they did. The superdelegates all started back in the early 80s, 
Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? <laughs> That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 32417. See a Staples associate for details. You know, 1980, after the first four years of Jimmy Carter's presidency, Jimmy Carter's a great man. But and, you know, I was a kid then. I was you know, 11 years old when he got elected. But you know, apparently, he wasn't very successful as a president. Because in 1980, Ronald Reagan ran for the Republicans and just killed him. I mean, it was one of the biggest wipeouts in election history. And everybody knew it going in, okay? They knew Jimmy Carter didn't have a chance to beat him way before the election started. And it, But that's who the people nominated. You know, that's who they voted for. That's who they nominated. The will of the people spoke. The Democrats didn't like that. You know? And it's hard to blame them for that. You can't, you know, can't run a candidate out there that you know has no chance of winning, okay? That's what they did. Jimmy Carter, they knew they had no chance of winning, so they created superdelegates, you know, um, big-time party members, you know, governors and senators and representatives you know, that are loyal to the party and will vote the way they want them to, you know. They will definitely vote the way the party wants them to. And they could have done that this year. If they really wanted to beat Donald Trump and were that scared of a Donald Trump presidency, like they keep trying to sell you, Bernie Sanders would have been their nominee. But no, they, they don't care. They were more worried about coronating their queen, Queen Hillary. It's, it's disgusting. Like my buddy and co-host here on Green Party Radio Network, Chad Cushman, you can listen to him Monday and Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, live right here on the Green Party Radio Network. Like he just typed on page Facebook, Queen Hillary sounds repulsive. And it does, okay? He typed that before I said it, but it does. That's why I said it, because he, you know, it's just, it, it sickens me. It disgusts me that we as a nation, it looks like Hillary Clinton is going to be elected. You know, honestly or dishonestly, she's going to be our president and not Jill Stein, okay? And I love women. Don't get me wrong, okay? I've had three ex-wives. Hey, I love them all. I love my mother. I have a daughter and, and a granddaughter. Love all of them to death. I love women. Hey, I spent 20, 30 years of my life trying to get women, and that was all I cared about, okay? I love women. That being said, <laughs> yeah, if you watch Seinfeld like you should, you'll know what's coming up next. That being said, you freaking morons are going to put a warmonger who, who's, who's backed by Wall Street, who only cares about the rich. You're going to put her in office, okay? Women. You people with a vagina are going to put that bitch in office. And it disgusts and sickens me, Okay? I'm glad I'm not married anymore, because if I had a wife that was going to vote for Hillary, I'd be in prison, because I would shoot her, okay? I would have no choice. It would be my duty as an American to shoot her, okay? Thank God I'm divorced. I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, you people with a vagina are going to put that bitch in office, because you're voting with your vaginas. You're voting for Hillary. 
hey, there's another person with a vagina in this election, okay, that in most states, all but three, you can vote for, okay? Uh, I'm just, it sickens me, okay? It sickens me. And I'm glad I just see the call, and I know who you are. Getting ready to put him on the line. Uh, You know, it just ties in perfectly with the Hillary thing. Because if Hillary's elected, she's going to send tens and tens of thousands, if not more, of our young men. I don't have to worry, okay? I'm 51 years old. I'm not going to war. Okay, our young men, 18 to 25, are going to wind up going to the Middle East fighting for freaking oil, okay? For no other reason. Nobody's bothering us. Nobody's bothering the U.S. at all. But we're over there bombing seven countries, fighting in seven countries, and it's only going to get worse if Hillary Clinton's elected. And I say that because uh, our first guest today, his name is Shalom. I hope it's Shalom. I'm not good with the Jewish stuff. I'm sorry. Shalom. I love Jewish people. And Larry has a Jewish wife even, but I think it's Shalom Keller, okay? He's running for Arizona, I'm sorry, Ohio's first congressional district. And he's a disabled vet, fought in Iraq and Afghanistan, okay? He knows he knows how bad war is, okay? And we're only going to see more if Hillary's elected. We're going to see more wars. We're going to have more disabled vets that the country doesn't take care of. Shalom, you're on the air. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm a little riled up, you know, with the election coming up and... Uh, you know, you've been on the line for a couple minutes. I'm sitting here talking about Hillary Clinton becoming our president, and it disgusts me. Yeah, I've I've gotten so fed up. I mean, I've been paying attention to this. And don't get me wrong, politics is not about elections. Politics is about what happens between elections when the people we've elected are gathering their fat paychecks. Sure. Sure. And my yeah, thing I, is, I, they were... I started looking into the local elections. I've been paying attention to this for so long that I took advantage of early voting in my state. I said, I'm just going to cast my vote and get it done with. Um, From the top of the line on down, from Jill Stein, Joe DiMari for senator, myself for a congressional representative, you know, on down the line, there was no one third party down down from there. So uh, I looked into it. Sometimes I picked Democrats. Sometimes I picked Republicans. Sometimes I voted for neither. I've never been particularly loyal to either of the parties. Um, I mean, I'm, for me, I'm, I'm I'm glad it's just over with and I'm ready to get back to dealing with the actual, actual issues, to dealing with our messed up foreign policy that sends our young men and women off to die and kill and be maimed and injured and traumatized and trillions of dollars poured down the drain. And, and we don't have any idea. We the people have no idea what we've actually gained in Iraq, what we have won by fighting in Iraq since 2003. Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destructions. We've had thousands of service members die. We've had hundreds of thousands maimed, injured, traumatized, families ruined, lives ruined, not to mention all the civilians in in not just Iraq now, but in Syria and for a long time now in Palestine. And and now we're, we're arming the Saudi Arabians to bomb northern Yemen. Yes. They're such good allies of ours. They have an abysmal human rights record. They hang people from cranes for being gay, and they stone women to death for, for being accused of adultery. But there are our well, most loyal allies in the region. Yeah. 
and it's not good. It's not good financially for us as a nation domestically. It's not good for our purse. Six trillion dollars down the drain, and for what? No one can tell me. I sat. I sat there with my incumbent congressman, his Democratic quote unquote challenger. For the record, did not even bother to show up to the debate. That's how rigged this whole thing is. Nice. Um, oh, and then she had she had the nerve, the audacity to accuse me of being a quote spoiler, as if you can spoil what's already rotten. Oh yeah, see that that disgusts me more than anything when they tell us that voting for Jill Stein or any Green Party candidate is wasting our vote. Yeah, makes me want to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a nonviolent person. That makes me. I mean, it's just so disgusting. How can you waste your vote? It's 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 a, supposed to be a free country with free elections. That makes it sound like China. You don't vote for the Communist Party. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, wasting your vote is spending your vote on a system that's designed to polarize us as a people rather than unite us. Sure. And to uh, to turn elections into a spectacle, a a team sport rather yep. than an actual serious conversation about the issues and policies facing our country and our future. Well, I don't know, because, see, I didn't, I didn't watch the debates between Hillary and Trump. I couldn't do it. But from what I hear, okay, yeah, well, I can't ask you that. I was going to ask you if, if you saw anything, but from what I heard, they were just disgusting. They weren't talking about the issues. They were talking about just stupid stuff that nobody cares about. That's the way I take it. That's and why? Why? Well, because why it sells commercials. Because it brings in the ratings, and it sells commercials, and it's good for business. It's simple economics, really. Uh, unfortunately, well, sure, yeah. it's not yeah. in the best interest of the people. Excuse no, me, I'm, right. I'm on my way out to the store for night diapers for my newborn son. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations! I forgot. Yeah, you just had a the little boy. I mean, hey, your first yes. today. He is 12 days old. My my first son. Yes. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm real happy for it because there's there's nothing like fatherhood, man. I got three, and now I have a little grandbaby, and there's nothing like it. You're going to enjoy it. I mean, ten times it's ten uh, times uh, better uh, than everybody says it is, man. It really is. I'm really happy for you. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? (laughs) That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 324.17. See a Staples associate for details. I'm I'm feeling really blessed. I'm looking forward to the experience. And most of all, I'm worried about what kind of world I'm going to be passing down to him. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah, me too. I, I looked exactly. into my local elections for Congress. There was a Democrat, there was a Republican. I know the Republican. He's an incumbent. He's been around two decades. Except for uh, for two years, he took a vacation when the Democrat accidentally got dragged in on Obama's coattails in 2008. But he came back two <laughs> yeah. years later on the Tea Party wave to take his seat back. And uh, And I knew I was not going to vote for him. So I reached out to the Democrat to say, hey, uh, can we talk about issues and stuff? And uh, I got I got kind of sort of rebuffed from her. I got I got the attitude from her that really all she wanted was my vote. She didn't want yep. me to – and, you know, I, 
I mean, at this point, I'm pretty much about to say, I'm not going to vote for anyone unless they give me their cell phone number. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I call, I call, their, I call their offices once or twice a month, once or twice a week for some of them. Depends what's going on. Depends what the issues of the day are. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always calling my representatives. I'm never speaking to them. I'm always speaking to their not – just, not just my congressional representative, Mr. Chad, but I've given up on a long time ago. But, uh, but at the state level and the county commissions and everyone, you get, you get people who are hired to sit in offices and talk to you on the phone. You never actually get through to them. Yeah. You know, and if you bother to go visit them, they're like, hey, let's give you the tour. I'm like, no, I've, I've, I've seen the buildings already. I want to, you know, talk about the issues. No one ever cares to actually talk about the issues. They leave that to the lobbyists. That's the problem, is that the people are not enough involved between elections. Between elections, okay. when I try to talk to people about political issues, they tell me they don't care about politics. Yeah. But all of a sudden comes election time, everybody wants to give their expert opinion on which of the two uh, – What's the word I'm looking for over here? Characters. That's all they are. They're polished characters too, and you see it in them. I'm not polished. I'm real. I don't act from scripts. When I try to when I try to prepare a speech, I come off sounding like a robot. When I when I speak from yeah. the heart, I manage to convince people. Well, that's, so that's really so I'm not very do. polished. You know, and I say I'm I sorry. Think that's, no, that's I think that's a big selling point of the Green Party, is we're real people. You know. We're not polished actors. You know, we're not politicians. You know, we're real people that will talk to you and tell you what we think. We're not, like you said, we're not robots. I, I can't imagine giving a prepared speech. You know, I just, I, it, I can't imagine. Well, and I'll tell you this. We, Our what, campaign is based primarily on honesty. Okay. Now, there are some politicians in there to be highly commended for this who will not accept corporate contributions. The entire Green Party rejects corporate contributions. Bernie rejected corporate contributions. There are some Democrats who reject any kind of... I go one step further. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not knocking on them. I don't take any contributions. That way I don't owe anyone any favors. And I don't yeah. feel right going around and snoring from people, going and asking people to give me their hard-earned money so that I can run for office. When there's folks who who are asking them for their hard-earned money that are standing on the street corner flying cardboard signs saying, "Give me something to eat. Thank you. God bless." Yeah, and we just they gotta, deserve. They, they need this money far more, far more than I do. So that's my honesty pledge right there. Additionally, if I get elected, I will not run for re-election. This isn't a career for me. I'm not trying to. People tell me too. As soon as I said I was going to run for Congress, people started telling me, "Don't run for Congress. Start off by running for city council or school board." And I said, "Excuse my English." I said, "Take it and shove it." I'm not in this because I'm trying to work my way up through the ranks as a career. If I wanted to work my way up through the ranks, I would have stayed in the army after four years and worked my way up to sergeant major or to lieutenant colonel or whatever. Uh, I, I did it as a term of service, and I'm looking to serve in Congress for two years as a term of service to my country, to be the honest candidate, to be the candidate who will not – well, not candidate in that case, elected representative, who will go on yeah. YouTube every day. It's, the tw- it's 2016. We should have at least half the Congress people going on YouTube every day and just being like, hi, America, me, Mr. Congressman, this is what I did today. Yeah, I mean, that, well, that's an awesome there's, idea. There's hundreds of thousands of people, all, millions of people all over the world who do that every day. Get on YouTube and say, hi, this is me in the realist with my life. 
There's not one elected representative that I can think of who does that. So, yeah, Uh, I'd um, like to keep the American people informed about what's going on in government. I'd like to let them know today this is whom I met with. I, I, I will hold no no closed-door meetings yeah. unless it concerns either a, a matter extremely personal to one of my constituents or a matter of uh, pertinent secrecy with regards to national security. But, uh, but otherwise, I don't think there's anybody I, I have to meet with where it's not either personal to them or in the interest of national security that the American people as a whole should not know about. Film it put it up on YouTube. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I'm That's at the drugstore. I got to go. It was a pleasure talking. Hey, Hello to your ahead, audience. Bud. It was a pleasure talking at you guys as well. Hey, I'm glad you could come on the store, Shalom. Uh, and good luck to you in your election. Agree? We need to elect as many Greens as we can, okay? I really I wish you the best of luck. And have fun being a father. Thank you. Take care. Right. God bless. Take care, Shalom. Okay, thanks. Peace. Wow. Shalom Keller. He's running in uh, Ohio's first district for Congress. Sounds like a really good guy. Hey, I'd vote for him. I don't live in Ohio. I live in Kentucky. I live right next to Ohio. If I were a Democrat, I'm sure I'd also be registered in Ohio. I could drive across the river and vote for him, too. But uh, I'm not like that. Um, our next guest, like I said, as promised, one of the best guests we've ever had on the show from Arizona's 1st District, Ray Parrish. Ray, how you doing this morning? I know it's even earlier out there for you. How you doing? Yeah, it's you know I'm doing great, but you know we've been up for hours, so it's it's not early for us. Cool. So. Well, I know I, I, at least the time change saved you an hour, right? Because you oh, yeah, don't do the time. We don't. We're kind don't. of rebels when it comes to all that. You know that. Yeah, y'all, it, I think so. y'all are. I think y'all are the last state that don't do the time change. I know when I was growing up, when I lived in Indiana. We didn't do it. Now, but now they're doing it too, and I know people don't like it. They wish it would have stayed the same. But I, I know, yeah, y'all are against the rest of the country. Y'all don't do the time change. Terrible. Is, We're horrible. We're just yeah. horrible. So, and <laughs> what a pleasure to be on the show with you guys this morning. And uh, I'm going to start calling in a lot earlier so I can hear the guests directly. And I mean, that was that was a great. Uh, what a great candidate he's going to be. Yeah, he really was. I mean, you, you probably missed the first part. Didn't even realize, you know, because I was talking about Hillary getting elected and how we're going to be in a war soon. He's actually a disabled vet from Iraq. He fought in Iraq and really? Afghanistan as a disabled vet, yeah. So he understands what's going to happen. Well, i got to tell you, I'm so glad that you guys are hitting on that because you know there's so much about this election cycle and this experience, which I want to welcome you to the fray. We now know you are a, a first-time Green Party candidate yourself. And uh, what you're going to learn through this whole thing is just how much garbage we've been handed through the mass media about who votes for who, who doesn't vote for who, who's against who. I am blown away by the amount of support I am getting from vets and current military people. Just blown away yeah. by it. Honored, of course, honored by it, but blown away because, you know what, people know the truth. They know the truth of, you know, I kind of have to, you know, you know, you say we're going to be in war. When have we not been at war for the last 15, 16 years? It's, well, it's a I, constant you know, state now. Well, uh, well, come on, Ray. I mean, you, you can talk to out of the 250 years we've been a country, you know, we've only not been at war for like 20 years. That's correct. And we have to end yeah. it. And these vets know firsthand it has to be ended. They've just been, you know, the disrespect that's been shown to them and their families 
to uh, to uh, just keep us in these continuous criminal activities that, um, you know, I better mince my words a little bit here, but uh, they, they are illegal wars. They are illegal wars, to say the least. So, yeah. just putting into it. I mean, but, yeah, I've been blown away, especially always- on Twitter. Especially on Twitter, these these vets have come on. And I'm I'm kind of blown away because we think of social media and we think of of how we take advantage of social media, and we think it's a young person's thing, which they are. They're really good at it. They just haven't leveraged it for politics yet. But here's these vets and these middle-aged people and much older people who I look at what they're doing on Twitter, and it's like these people are earning me votes, like, you know, really excited about Tuesday, really excited about Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, I wish you the best of luck. Of course, hey, I hope you win. I mean, like I said, we need all the Green Party candidates then we need all the Green Party, and I don't want to call us politicians. What do you call? I mean, I guess just I don't know. Public we are, servants, we are I guess. future we future are public servants, future public yeah. servants at this point. And yeah, the um, I will not use the word leaders for anybody in Senate and Congress anymore. That's that's <laughs> something they have they have buffaloed into into believing that here's they are our leaders. They're not. They're our public servants, and. Um, and then this all needs a change. And you know what? Here, here's my thing. You've probably seen me on social media saying this, that um, I do know that someday politics, in 40, 50 years, our great young people today, they've proven it, that they are going to demand change and they're going to get change. The mass media does not control them. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? (laughs) That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 32417. See a Staples associate for details. Like they have our generations. And I like to tell them that I'm going to vote today like you guys are going to vote 50 years from now. Because I know yeah. they, will not to- they will not tolerate this. We will have a progressive... And in and, and hitting on that same subject, that's something we get a chance to talk about. <clears throat> One of the things that's been really interesting in this process for me is we're not only trying to reform politics, but we're also trying to create a Green Party. Now, Green Party's been around for years. It's a great party. And I think that we have um, – there's, there's been a real false impression about what we are. We, there's so many young people I run into today see us as being kind of like an, an intolerant, so to speak. You know, even though we're the, to me, we're the party of choice. We're the party of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So something, something I have learned that we have to work on is, and this, this goes back to old school politics. I want to go back to a day when there was uh, conservative Democrats and liberal Republicans. The Green Party has to be the yeah. same way. We need, we need to accept that some of us are going to be in the more libertarian wing of the Green Party, and some are going to be way, way progressive the other way. And we have to accept that and just basically agree on core principles and have an open debate on, on everything and accept everybody in the party. Let's have this open debate because what will come of that is more candidates. And like your last guest made clear was, you know, none of us should want to do this as a career. We should want to go – and serve. Unlike him, I will stay. I will run again if nobody will come and debate me and run against me, which I encourage. If I was lucky enough to win on Tuesday, I will win, lose, or draw. I announce my candidacy Tuesday night. 
and I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing, Don. Please. Oh, I, that yeah, evening, I've already that announced night. it. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. so, so I want to look forward to the next one. But the, uh, the next words out of my mouth are, "Okay, fellow Greens out there, I won. Win, lose, or draw. Bring it on. Somebody come and debate me. Somebody else declare candidacy. Let's make because this will make us a mainstream party. This will make us bring us into the." You know, they won't be able to resist us. We need to have debates. We need to call it the media to do it. And it's not difficult to do. I learned that, you know, firsthand this cycle. Um, I'm sure I've been sending you some links that um, I sh- the Republicans sure gave me a lot of press this year. Yeah. Get, getting in the middle of this battle. And uh, I don't know if, how many of your listeners are aware of what's going on with Arizona. But, yeah, the Republicans spent a ton of money promote me as the progressive choice over the Democratic nominee. And it, yeah, it has got it, what controversy? Yeah, and now they're do, they're doing it for selfish reasons, you know, because they want to win. They're hoping you'll take votes from a Democrat. But hey, like I told you, like I always tell you, hey, you take the publicity wherever you can get it. Hey, you know, if it works, you, if it works for you, why not? Correct. And of course, I had to, uh, I had to make a public, you know, I had to make a release, a statement that made it clear yeah. that while I appreciate it, there's their support. <laughs> That I had to refuse their endorsement, you know, and and that got that got so much traction in social media, and it's, it's just a reminder. This is not difficult, but um, you know, it, again, I'll say again and again, this is proof that these people who are running these parties have no idea what District One in Arizona is about. District One of Arizona is probably a lot more similar to your district in Kentucky than it is the rest of Arizona. It's rural, yeah, pretty red. It's it's, it's rural, hard working, red. But but what I have found is their their actions have earned me so many, um, we'll call it right wing votes. I mean, I'm getting early ballots, pictures of early ballots from friends of mine up there, where it shows the top few votes, and here they are voting for Donald Trump for president, and me for Congress. Now. <laughs> That isn't making sense here, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. The the the, uh, the um, mainstream media would promote that as being direct opposites. You know, like you can't be vote Republican in one race and be voting for the Green Party. Are you crazy? Or you you'd be schizophrenic? They would say. <clears throat> right, exactly. But it's 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 been a pleasure to see because yes, I wish they were voting for Jill Stein. Of course I do. But it just shows that. Um, what a lot of the conservative voters I've talked to personally, and that's what we've done a lot is talk to people directly. And um, a lot of them have said, I don't even care about politics. I care about you, and I trust you. I don't even care about the politics. I don't care if we disagree on everything. I just trust you will go and do the right thing if you represent us. And we got to focus on that. we got to remember that, that um, we got to quit letting the mass media pit us against each other. And that includes us within our own parties. We have to... You know, we have to have our own open debate and force them to re- report on it. Well, I, I, you know, you, you make a great point about how the Green Party needs to be more welcoming, and I kind of look, I kind of look at it like, like religion. Okay, it's, mm-hmm. you know, which I can't stand religion, first of all, so that's the opposite there. But you know, every religion, whether you're Christian, Catholic, Jewish, you know, they they all have the Ten Commandments, all of them. You know, they're right. all just you know they're. 
they're trying to get you with different ways, you know, with their little different things. But they all follow the Ten Commandments. And the Green Party has its its key values, you know, and there's ten of them, if I remember correctly. And that's what we need to focus on. Not whether you're, like you said, libertarian-leaning or socialist-leaning or conservative-leaning, but do you care in the ten core values of the Green Party? Exactly. And, and those values can be different in different places, and you can still be a Green Party member. Um, you know, I, when I say I want to go back to how politics used to be, politics, politicians from farming areas used to send farmers to represent the farmers. Yes. You know, this is what we need to go back to. I have, I have news people I've been talking to, which is something that has come out of this controversy with the Republicans sending out mailers and spending so much money in advertisement for me. Something that's come out of it is people questioning these news writers. And a lot of them are, are 23 and 24-year-old you know, young people who I should be questioning their, their legitimacy yeah. as a writer, you know. Yeah, because like I got kids time, older than you. <laughs> right, right. I have grandkids older than you, right? But, you know, they have, they have to uh, – we have to go back to this mindset that, no, we do not need to be represented by attorneys. Our job – now, granted, as, as junior congressmen, we will struggle to get, to get in, dig in, and, and create new bills and get support, especially when you're the one or two, you know, four, five, six screen members in Congress. But your job is to go and vote. And yeah. any one of us, any one of us, virtually anybody listening to this radio show can do a better job of voting to represent the people in the area than the lawyers and the career politicians that are doing it for us now. So oh. please, please, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of coming on your show today to do an outreach for what can we do for 2018. And the most important thing we can do is to fill the Green Party ballots. It's yep. so hard to bring in new Green Party members whenever we've, we've only got a small amount of candidates. So please, anybody listening, consider running for office. Please. Yeah, it's not that hard, people. I mean, I touched on this earlier, right, when I was talking about how important it is for Jill Stein to get 5%, and in different states it's different. If she gets 2% in Kentucky, we get ballot access. But even without Good. ballot access, you know, when I ran this year, and I'm only running as a write-in now, so it was 50 bucks. I sent the Secretary of State 50 bucks, and I'm a write-in candidate. If I wasn't, You know how much that cost you in Arizona? Nothing, I hope. Zero. Zero. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's the way it should be. You shouldn't have to pay to want to serve your district. It's you. Should, you just should. Right, and, and something and I, I want to touch on while, while you bring that up, I think something we should touch on is, and the states are all so different. So everybody needs to educate themselves. Go to your Secretary of State's websites and educate yourselves on what it takes to get in, and and really the politics of it. To give you an example of what what is going on in Arizona, I took some flack from fellow Green Party members for donating any time or creating any time or answering any questions about the Libertarian Party. Because the Libertarian Party has been virtually blocked out of the elections here. And and the Green Party has been given a very easy path to the general election. Well, they kind of regret that. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? <laughs> That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. 
then Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 32417. See a Staples associate for details. Now, with races like mine, they kind of are regretting this. But in, in Arizona, those decisions on how our elections are run are being run by the GOP power structure in Arizona. So they have set it up and they have fought it in such a way that it blocks the libertarians from being on the candidate, on the uh, ballot. So I've been criticized for saying we need to open up their path. We need to fight for their path. And some people say, hey, hey, shush, shush it down, shush that down. We've got an easy path that's good. It helps us. And I'm like, no, that's not the right thing. That's the Green Party. We're about fair, open, publicly funded elections, and that's for everybody. You can't fight for that just for the Green Party. That's for everybody, open access to the ballot. And by doing that, we protect our rights as well. So, you know, I've, I've got to have zero tolerance on that. We've got to fight for them because it is horrible. They, they, they have a power – they have their own um, network. They have a pretty decent, decent structure in the state, and they're still being blocked out of the ballot. That's just wrong. Oh, it is. And I, and I tell people I, – I usually am talking about Oklahoma because that's where Larry lives. You know, and mm-hmm. so he can't vote for Jill Stein. She's not, you know, they don't take write-ins. I tell people, if you're in Oklahoma, vote for Gary Johnson. The Libertarians, hey, they deserve that five percent and the eight to ten million dollars in public funding, same as we do. Okay, having more voices besides just the, the red and the blue, having more voices in Congress, in Senate, it, it's 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 huge. It is. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you. Not, not about everybody's. That. I'm sorry. Not everybody's going to vote Green Party. But, hey, they might vote Libertarian, and the Libertarians will fight them the same way we are. I'm so glad you touched on that because for decades that's been my way of making a change. And and I don't want to call it a protest vote. I don't like that. But whenever I fully realized what was happening to us and how this this was being used against us, I quit voting for Democrats and Republicans. I've gained a lot of criticism when I say that publicly because so many progressives are like, no, you got to vote down ballot for the progressives. And it's like, no, those people are, are partnering with the wrong parties. They cannot be rewarded for partnering with the wrong parties. No, yeah, I've said the same thing. They talk about voting exactly the same thing for down-ballot you know, progressive. And I'll tell people, no, if they have a D next to their name, they haven't earned mine. They can't be a progressive and be a Democrat as far as I'm concerned. If you're a progressive, you need to be in the Green Party. No, they'll go to Washington. They'll be part of the caucuses and so forth and um, of the Democratic caucuses, and it's just prolonging this pain. And um, it's going to happen. We have change coming. Let's, let's just – why do we have to wait 50, 60 years? You know, let, let's let's do it right now, right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always like to compare it, unfortunately, to, to, to marijuana, okay? I never mm-hmm. thought growing up – I never thought in my lifetime I would ever see weed be legal, you know, because it's just the Correct. alcohol – the alcohol and Big Farm both being against it and the people, you know, who still believe reefer madness. I never figured in my lifetime I would see legal marijuana. Now my oldest son lives in Oregon where it's legal, you know. You're right next Correct. to Colorado. We're on the ballot. We're on the ballot, 205. Right. Yes, we're on the well, ballot to make I, it fully legal. We have medical now, and I've got to get that out there that um, uh, I am voting, yes, on 205, obviously, to legalize God. marijuana. Do I like the bill? No. I, I encourage anybody to read it in detail, and um, I don't like it because it doesn't treat us like adults. You know, I don't whether it's I don't care if it's plants or alcohol or whatever is growing on this planet. 
we should be treated like adults to make our own decisions. So yeah. it you know it should it 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 should not be written the way it is because it is just to maintain you know thankfully we have this medical marijuana system in our state and all and I'm voting yes on it and I hope we can reform it as we go down the road because no we shouldn't be so heavily taxed and yes we should be able to carry around a little bit in the car and yes we should you know it's just insane like we were all little children and lawyers in Washington can tell us or or in the capital here of Phoenix can tell us that we're not grown up enough to put a, a little bit of marijuana in our car and drive to our friend's house that's just ludicrous yeah. you know you know yeah. next, and, thing, and, next thing you know they'll these same lawmakers will be telling women what they should do with their bodies you know that's it's just ludicrous no that wouldn't happen would it <laughs> no <laughs> how could that possibly happen so yeah, and now, hey, i got to throw out the disclaimer. It's not okay to be all stoned and drive, and that's not what Ray's saying. You know, Correct. Correct. But you, hey, but you should be able to have it in your car to go to your buddy's house and sit there and get high with him and not drive for a couple hours. Just like Correct. Hey, you can drive. I, you know, I, I, could, I could drive all the way from Kentucky. I'd come see you. I, if I felt like driving to Arizona, I could have a case of beer in the car with me to drink with you, and they'd be fine with it as long as it's not open. But why can't right, they have a because, bag of wheat in there? You know, I, right, I because they because that. they because because they were smart enough to tax it in just a such a way and make sure just the certain corporations. Which there's another one. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we weren't driving around with you know homebrewed beer in the car, and we are now. We can fill up a growler of beer, put it on ice, put it in the back of the car, and we can drive around. So hopefully it'll change. But of course, I support both 205 and 206. 206 is the $15. It's, it, it's actually just increasing the minimum wage, which I'm just going to keep saying $15 over and over. And and yeah. the bill's horrible. It's horribly written by horrible politicians. But I'm going to vote yes on it, and hopefully we can weed away at it and make it a, a good bill in the future. Wait, it's funny you bring up 15, which, hey, I think it should be 15 nationally, no doubt. Right. But when I made my platform for my campaign, all I asked for, I only asked for $13 an hour. In Kentucky, because mm-hmm. I understand, hey, we, you know, we're a rural, we're a rural state for the most part. We have Louisville, and that's about it in a big city. Yeah, if I could get to thirteen by twenty twenty, I'd be happy. You know, and, and, and you should see the flack I got on Facebook for it. Oh, it's, well, you, it'll drive, yeah, I know, it'll drive out small businesses. You know, they won't be able to well, compete. And you, right, can't, so I, 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 you can't convince these people that that you know people will have more money to spend at your business too. Well, so you know, I, I've gotten a lot of flack over this issue. Of course, doing this, you get a lot of flack from everybody about everything. So th- this is just part of the business. Yeah. I've got broad shoulders. I, I I love it. It's no big deal. But I got to tell you that a lot of my um, friends, family, associates who know me as a business person, been self-employed virtually my whole life, they're like, they can't believe I can support this, right? <laughs> and then when I answer the question, it's enough to drive my more progressive friends crazy because. You know, it's really hard to get your whole message out in one line, $15 minimum wage, right? Well, yeah. in in reality, I don't believe in a $15 minimum wage for every human being in every place on this planet. And let me say what no. I'm getting at here is that there will be exclusions. And when I explain this to one business business friend, a businessman who's a friend of mine, he's just like, no, I can support that. And I'm like, well, this is what we're really talking about because I do not think a small business – of less, let's say less than ten people, should be forced yeah. to pay their own thirteen, fourteen, their fifteen-year-old kid fifteen dollars an hour. There's an exclusion. Well, there. I, There's yeah. an exclusion. Uh, hey, that I, young fan member. Or how yeah. about how about I'll whenever go, that go, same? 
Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, and that that same 15-year-old that goes to work just in the, you know, in the, you know, for other companies, fast food places and all, 15-year-old that's never had a job before does require a training period at a lower wage. We cannot expect small business to pay a 15-year-old that doesn't even know – I'm not picking on them, but they have zero experience. We can't expect yeah. small businesses to pay them $15 an hour for walking in the door and standing there staring at them, right? There needs to be training periods. I mean, the bill needs to be written in such a way that, you know, you have training periods, you have for for – for part-time, you know, teenage school age people and all that, you know, we need to set a decent minimum wage for them as well, but not the fifteen dollar an hour, not the fifteen dollar. No, an but hour. No, and, and, fifteen dollar an hour. No, go ahead. For working for working people paying bills, we were trying to find That's a right. dignified way of people to pay their bills and have you know money to feed their kids and and live. That's what we're looking at. So yeah, I sorry, I, I almost interrupted you, but you said what I was going to say. Yeah, we're talking about people, you know. That are that are they're in their thirties and forties trying to raise a family because that's all, it's my main point is that it disgusts me. It's just disgusting that we live in a country where you know a man and a woman or two men, two women, whatever, a couple, two children, if they both work full time, forty hours a week at minimum wage, they still qualify for food stamps, and that's disgusting. It is disgusting because there's the uh, unholy alliance on the food stamps that they want them to be on the food stamps. It's, and this is I'm I'm going to try not to go too um, too far off the rails here, but this is part of the unholy alliance between the government and these companies like Walmart. People don't see it. People don't realize they're the largest recipient of that program. Um, oh yeah. And 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 at the same time, what they're they're not an expensive place to shop. And this is something that's driving me crazy. Is that you know, uh, Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? <laughs> That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 32417. See a Staples associate for details. There's so much, especially of the horrible foods, which I don't indulge in myself, but the horrible box no, foods no. and stuff like that, that are literally double and triple the price of what they're available in some of the local grocery stores. But yeah, you, nobody, yeah, you nobody's regulating that? Yeah, you can go to Aldi and get stuff a lot cheaper than Walmart, but people don't believe it. You know? No, no, and there they are with their food stamps, and and it's yep. like they should be required that the government should be required to to tell Walmart, the, we want a good deal, we want a yeah. good deal, but they don't do it. They don't do it to Walmart, and they don't do it to the pharmaceutical companies, which we're hopefully going to change someday. Ray, uh, got a caller on the line. Ray, I want to see. Hopefully, they want to talk to you because nobody wants to talk to me. The caller is right, the seven oh three. 703 area code. What's your name? Where are you coming from? Hey, my name is Ed from uh, Virginia. Ed, um, thanks for calling. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for taking my call, gentlemen. Uh, this minimum wage debate is absurd. What it, what it amounts to is a group of politicians pandering for votes from low-income, low-info voters, and uh, it destroys the economy. What it, by offering a minimum wage, what you do is you raise the price of the wages of everybody. It trickles up. Everybody in the uh, labor force has an increased wage, artificially increased cost of doing business that is impacted onto the consumer. The businesses don't bear the cost of this. The only ones that do are the ones that go out of business because they can't pay the minimum wage. 
So what happens is you raise the cost of labor across the entire economy, thereby increasing the costs, lowering productivity, lowering living standards, and destroying the economy. That's why it doesn't work in Soviet Russia or North Korea or anywhere else it's been tried. Well, I bought I, into I, that for I, years. I bought into that for yeah. years, and, and, and I don't buy it anymore. Being a business owner myself, we actually – have exactly the opposite problem. We have a we're fooled into believing we have a la- that we have a job shortage in this country. If we were being led by the right people, we'd have a labor shortage, and you would be these same companies that say they can't afford to pay a minimum wage would be paying even more than fifteen dollars an hour because they'd be competing for the best employees. So, as a self-employed person all my life, I you know respectfully disagree. Yeah, and well, I, you know, I, I, I think that when you when you say when you when you centralize decision making. In the economy, based on politics rather than economic reality, and when you when you when you when you centralize it based on politicians' decisions, then what we what we're seeing is is the decisions are made to get politicians reelected, rather than economic discipline and economic reality. And, and the fact remains that if you really care about poor people, I think what what the liberals can do is that there's a very easy solution: pass the tip on or the minimum wage cost on. As you buy a product, you can hand a guy a dollar or give him a tip. Or better yet, if you've got someone that's downtrodden or destitute, bring them into your house. We've got a lot of liberals that live in single-family homes and, and nice communities, and they've got a lot of empty rooms. Bring them in there. If you really care, bring them into your house and, and help them out. Mentor them. But I, well, I, I'm, I'm well, always I amazed pro- when – I think there's progressives doing that all over the world, my friend. They are I don't that. see anywhere I'm from. I think that what they're doing is they want to save the world – and help the downtrodden only with other people's money. Yeah, you well, know, it, it's thanks, funny. It's funny. Hey, I'm sorry. I'd let her call her go. Um, yeah, okay, I, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you know, the call, you know, but it's just, it's just not based in reality. You know, no, it's, it's not. not based in reality. That is that is from being um, – most of that comes from from being programmed by the mass media yeah. to believe like that, to fear like that. That's, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. The same discussion in Norway, Sweden, um, uh, you, you know, in these European countries where everybody has health care um, on everybody's dime. Somebody else is paying for it. Everybody has a minimum wage. Everybody has, you know, there's this quality of life in these European countries. And how do they do it? And we can't. What is what, what's going on here? We're the, we're the richest country in the world, and we we don't we don't expect basic simple services from our government. And it's not. I'm so tired of this argument. Other people's money. This is a. These are people that are programmed to think that we are uh, getting the services that that we deserve and so forth, and that you know oh we just can't spend any more money. Well. I'm 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 sorry. We you know, with with more than 50% of our budget going to foreign wars, and I'm not picking on the military because I think we could repurpose our military and put it to work without without supporting 780 military bases abroad. Why can't we have dignity for our citizens first, rather than that? Yeah. So it isn't isn't yeah. taking somebody else's money. It's properly spending the money we already have. We're the richest nation in the world in the history of the world. And we're and we're yeah, having a debate like that 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 it's somebody else paying for it, uh, you know. Why, why don't we talk about cruise missiles? Why don't we talk about who's paying for the cruise missiles? I mean, it's just let's prioritize. Let's, you know. So I, I well, just, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm questioning sometimes that you know I've been self-employed businessman all my life. Why can't I agree with like this caller's argument? It's like, no, because I've been self-employed all my life is why I agree with him or, or disagree with him. You know, it's no, we can do this. And if we had the right kind of 
public servants slash leadership in Washington, we would have a labor shortage, and and and, and these employers would be paying a lot more than fifteen dollars an hour to get the best employees. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I'm glad you brought up Norway. Um, I believe Finland is the same way. If I'm correct, it's, it's sure. mostly Scandinavian countries. They're, hey, they've figured it out. You know, and they they're, not, they're not so they're not socialist states. Hey, the businesses still make money. They're democratic socialism or social democracy, hey, whatever you want Which to call it. Which is not a it. dirty it, word. It was, That's not a dirty no, word, by the way, Don. <laughs> no, no. It, it, hey, I used to think, hey, you know, when I was younger, and it, I could tell the gentleman they called us was an older gentleman our age. Hey, when I was younger, yeah, I thought communism's horrible. And communism really is. But socialism's horrible. We have lots of socialism already in this country. What do you people think social security is? It's right there in the freaking name. Right, right. See, it's, just, and it's a great point because this is the programming that's happening. Is the second you say democratic socialist, all you got to do is throw out the communist word. And, there's, and, yeah. and you hit it right on the head. We already are a socialist country, a democratic socialist country, and we're doing it horribly, and we're doing it to serve the elite class instead of everybody. Everybody. And, you know, I, I wonder how that gentleman would feel about my, my – uh, and I have gotten some grief over this, but one of my little lines on my – website is that I, I believe that so many of our problems could be eliminated by giving everybody a seat at the table. First thing in this country, yep. everybody gets to eat. We're the richest country in the world. Everybody gets to eat. No questions asked. And if we had that kind of mentality, because these European nations are the same way, everybody gets to eat. Everybody. There's no questions asked where you're at in life, what your economic you know position is and so forth. But no, in this country... All we focus on is benefiting the elites, and and we need yep. to change that. And it's going to change. Our our young people are going to save us from ourselves someday. But let's let's see if we can do it pain free, without warring against each other. Like you know, let's let's make changes now. And and the easiest path to that is through the Green Party. So, yeah, you know, I think part of it, Ray, is is you know we still have. It, it, they they talked about it a lot more when we were growing up. You don't really hear it anymore. The American dream. Yeah, I know yeah, you remember the American dream. The American dream in, in the fifties, where a, where a dad could work as a janitor at a local school, and he still got weeks off, and mom stayed home to make sure the family's in place. They uh, and, and and I'm not saying we need to go back to that, but what I'm saying is, is they could afford it. They could afford clothes. They could afford vacations. All that on one man working as a janitor. How did this yeah. change? How how not yeah, only do we have not only do we need two incomes now, but now we got to bring grandma in with her social security check. To yeah. just to just get by. How did this? Who created this system? How did this happen? Hey, you know, I, 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 do you say that? And I tell people I'm lucky. I'm in that situation right now. After my last divorce, you know, I have a son I'm raising by myself. It'd be real uh-huh. hard. I'd have to go out and work two jobs just to afford us a small apartment to live in. I mean, I'm lucky that my dad is 73, done oxygen. I'm not lucky for that. Finished, but you know that's where we live. I take care of my dad. You know, I mean, I'm self-employed too. I feel you on that one, Ray. I'm self-employed. Right. I do work for right. myself. But you know, if it wasn't for us living with my dad, you know, and me taking care of him and his place too, I'd never see my son. You know, I'd never see him because I'd have to work all the time. And it's horrible right. that that's happened in this country. But so my point, right. I was I was going to make, which you made a great point there. Yeah, they used to be the American dream, but it was also. You know, work hard, and you you know, you could be a millionaire. I mean, back in our days, you know, a millionaire was a big deal. Now it's not that much money even. You need that much just to retire decently. But right. And there's still nothing wrong with being a millionaire. If you could grow up to be a lead or something or a singer 
you know, an entertainer. And people, you know, are paying you for to, to see you. That's great. But there's no way the CEO of McDonald's, let's say, you know, who's making his money off the backs of people earning $8 an hour should be a multimillionaire making $30, $40 million a year. That is just wrong. I'm sorry, and I don't care what anybody says. That's wrong. It it is wrong, and and this is why you're our our caller, and I'm so glad he called in. This is why he's programmed to believe that, oh, surely all this money has to come from the public. And it's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, because these companies need to restructure their pay scale, and it takes – such a small percentage of just such a small percentage away from their pay to pay a decent minimum wage and to also increase their taxes. Oh, terrible thing to think, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, increase their taxes, okay? And and this is also easy, but people are programmed to think that somehow this takes freedoms away from the average American. It's no, the system has taken freedoms away from everybody by allowing us to be raped and pillaged by the corporate structure. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? (laughs) That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 32417. See a Staples associate for details. And how dare could I feel that way, having worked in the financial world and being self-employed? How dare I feel this way? It's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, and the thing that bothers me, and this is what I always rail on, you know, I grew up, you know, I'm in a family of blue no matter who. And even though I've been independent my whole life, I used to lean Democrat because they used to be progressive. But right. how much more money would we have in the Social Security fund if we get rid of that ridiculous cap where once you make it's right around 120000 right now. I don't know the exact figure, hundred eighteen five, I think. But after that, you don't pay any more into Social Security. You get a, I think it's almost ludicrous. 5%. It's, it's almost ludicrous. 5% that goes to Social Security. Boom. I, we would have billions of dollars, literally, if everybody yeah. paid their fair share on Social Security. And the Democrats had their chance. That's when they gave up on the Democrats. You know, in 2008, Obama was elected. They controlled everything, the presidency, the House, and the Senate. They didn't change anything. You know, They gave us this right. ridiculous and, and Obamacare bill that it, while it helps a few people get insurance, it's screwing the, the regular guy because they can't afford their insurance anymore. Well, so, so you know, my opponents and people in the other parties, they, they don't want to talk about this stuff. And I've even been told that I shouldn't talk about it because it's too nuanced for the American public. The American public won't get it. Well, I'm sorry. I want the American public to start understanding. Most people I talk to don't even realize. I've had people complain to me about the high amount of money they pay into FICA, the Social Security portion of their pay, and then the small little portion for Medicare. They complain about that. And it's like, um, do you realize your employer matches that as well? They're just shocked. They're like, yeah, I know you only think you make this much, but the employer has to match that. And do you realize that for these rich people, they're not paying the same percentage you are. The second they go over the 118, whatever it is, they're just lost in the weeds. So this this would be just such a no-brainer is the max that's paid out for Social Security right now. We don't have to keep that as the max, but the percentage it increases from that point forward is dramatically induced. But yet, yeah. they pay the exact same Social Security tax or the FICA tax on every dollar they earn. 
just like the working man does for under $100,000, $118,000. It's taxed on every penny they earn. Let's, let's welcome them to that club. Real simple. And, yes, they will get more in pay back, but, but we, will, we will do it in a smaller ratio after it reaches the maximum output. Am I making sense? Oh, sure. Yeah, a basketball player that makes $20 million a year doesn't need to draw 8000 a month in Social Security when he retires. Correct, correct. But if the maximum, I don't even know what the maximum is. Is it 2600 right now or something like that? Sure, but yeah. he might get 3200 or 3400 yeah. or something. So yeah. it'll go up slightly, but this will swing the ratio. Now, of course, here's the other thing the mass media does want everybody to know is, oh, it's going to be broke. Social Security is going to be broke. We can't do this and all. Will somebody tell me what's going to happen when the baby booners all pass away? What's going to happen? The, the number, we're, we're almost to the point now to where we will, you know, we're losing our greatest generation. They're almost gone now. And now we're going to start losing baby boomers, which is they're all worried about, okay, we can't afford to do this for the baby boomers. It's a temporary situation. It's funny. They can, they can get trillions and trillions of dollars in debt for military spending. But yeah. they're worried about a tiny bit of debt for school. They're worried about a tiny bit of debt for, you know, again, the the voters are programmed to believe this, to believe that, you know, these are the priorities, and it's not. We need to put an end to it. We need to put an end to it. I had a newspaper writer just this week say that I was fantasizing because thinking that if we pulled out of the Middle East, it would solve a lot of the Middle East problems. And it's like, no, it's it's amazing. They're actually grown-ups, too, and they – all they want to do is live happily and, you know, it, we are the problem. We are the problem. Well, yeah, I, and I, I, that, yeah. I touched on that earlier, Ray. You know, it, it's terrorism. That's what they scare us with now is terrorism. Now that the Cold War's over. You know, when we were growing up, it was big, bad Russia we were afraid of. Well, now that was terrorism. so hard to manage. Yeah, it was so hard to manage because yeah. he had it's just one big war, and now we move from one big war to the next. Now they've got this great little system where they just can just float around from country to country and just keep it in place continually. And keep the it's keep terrorism. the it's terrorism. It absolutely is. And you but, know, but, and, and and they can't fool our great military people anymore. They know firsthand exactly what's going on. It's for oil because you know. And like I said, like I brought up earlier, you know, we we wouldn't have ninety nine percent of this terrorism problem. Nine eleven never would have happened if we wouldn't have joined Kuwait in keeping out Saddam. Because you know, you know. Osama bin Laden and his freedom fighters, the Mujahideen or whatever you want to call them, hey, they were good enough to beat the freaking Soviet Union. The big, bad Soviet Union tried to invade Afghanistan, and bin Laden and his army beat them. They withdrew. But then right. you know, when, right. when Saddam Hussein invades Kuwait, oil, 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 oh shit, there's our oil. We put troops in the Middle East. That's when Osama bin Laden declared war on us. If we would have just armed bin Laden like we did in Afghanistan, he would have took care of Saddam. And and nine eleven never would have happened. The plane is simple. Right. What, yeah, what and, and how do we solve, so, so how can the average person beat this whole oil, petrodollar oil? You know, we feel helpless. We're stuck there. And I couldn't disagree more. Um, we we need to, and I'm guilty of it. We all need to to do more to vote with our pocketbooks. They, yeah. I, they're doing everything they can to keep us from driving electric cars, from using renewable energies. Um, and, and there is a – we could just reinvent this entire country. And that's why Jill Stein's New Green Deal is an incredible plan. And so much of the media just poo-poos it like it's some kind of fantasy world, but it's not. If we instate it, the, the, her New Green Deal, 
we every single oil well worker in this country would be needed to build the infrastructure for renewable energy. There ain't going to be no loss of jobs. We'll have a we'll have a labor shortage in this country. All the yeah. coal miners in your part of the your part of the country and stuff. Oh, we got to stay on coal to keep them working. No, there would be a labor shortage in their area building infrastructure. So that yep. and the result would be clean, less expensive energy for everybody. This is not what the power structure wants. The power structure no, wants no, no, us no. all. They want us on massive power grids where a small handful of companies are controlling it and reaping the profits and ever-increasing our power bills. We, everybody needs to just turn this around, and, and they're buying into the fact that we're, we're addicted to, to oil. Well, we are addicted to oil, but they're, that we're hooked on it. We have to stay there. We're not. We need to start talking with our pocketbooks. Yeah, if people can get off heroin, we can get off oil. Yeah, we absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, you know, Ray, I'm glad you brought up the coal because I've had that conversation here. That's you know one of my ten platform statements is to commit to 100% solar energy, and that's the way I said it. But you can have wind energy too, depending on where you are in the country. It's not probably not real feasible around here, but you know those people that are working in the coal mines that are making less and less money as years go on. By the way, those people would be needed. To work in the solar plant that's building solar panels. They would be needed Absolutely. installing solar Absolutely. panels on everybody's houses. They would have jobs. Right. And there would be a hard there'd be a labor shortage of hard working men and women like that to come out and build our infrastructure that would take decades and decades to build. I mean it, it's it, but it's all just BS from the from the T V that is convincing them that no, this is all pipe dream. But you know, I have a unique situation here in District One. We have uh, – it's the largest district in the country, and it's filled with numerous different large Indian reservations who in some ways are their own nations, but yet they rely on Washington and so forth. Well, these folks should be putting their own people to work building building in this infrastructure. And, and, yep. and since they are – they have their own unique situation, they could not only build the renewable energy – and 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 put their people to work doing it, but they could also then benefit by providing their tribal members with cheap or nearly free electric energy. Whereas now they're forced to to give up eating and prescription medicine to just keep the electricity on to have. Welcome to Staples. Staples Guide. This year I'm preparing my own taxes. Good for you. Yep, I'm going to be accountable. Right. Well, Staples can help with storage and filing supplies, plus software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. Go on. You have my interest. And now get TurboTax for up to $15 off at Staples. Up to 15 bucks off TurboTax? That'll pay handsome returns. Right. Thanks, Staples Guy. Depreciate it. Uh-huh. Everything you need this tax season for less, like up to $15 off TurboTax. Staples. Make more happen. In-store only. It's 4117. The power piped in from someplace else. The, our reservations should be filled with renewable energy projects, but the federal government's having no part of it. No, you need to stay on the national grid. You need to do this other. We need to take your land away to build mines on your on your reservations, yeah. which we have happening this year. And um, oh, that'll provide jobs for you, though. Having this this mine here, we you know, it's like no, this is not a permanent long term solution. You know, so that that would be one of my biggest pushes if, if and when I'm lucky enough to become uh, congressman in District One, is to meet with these tribal leaders. And this is not fantasy talk to me. I worked as a consultant for the White Mountain Apache Tribe for some 15 years, 
And uh, so I know these people firsthand, and I know, you know, I know that they want to work and they want to do this kind of work, and they need this really bad. And it, it would add so much to the quality of their life, you know, to not be beholden to that $100, $200, $400 electric bill, especially in the wintertime. Yeah. You know, it's – but you know what? Washington's having no part of this. They could care less. They could care less. No, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's – I would love – you know, for the, at least the people of my district, and I would fight for the whole state, obviously. I would love for the people of my district, every one of them, to have solar electricity on their houses. Because, you know, and my plan would be, hey, wait, you know, the government's got all this money to send to Israel. I don't want to pick on the Jews. Israel and all other countries, you know, we support lots of countries. You know, why can't they provide 20-year loans for a person to put solar on their house? They can pay their back own solar. the money. Their not leased solar, their own solar, Correct. and they can pay they can right. pay the government back with the money they're not paying on their electric bill. Because like you said, in the winter here, and a lot of people are using gas heat, you know. It mm-hmm. doesn't cost, though, but a couple thousand dollars to convert to electric heat, you know. If you're spending three or four hundred dollars a month in the winter, you could use that paying back your loan for your solar. And then within 20 years, that's it, it's free. There's no more electric bill. Ah, but you that's not how you grow the economy. That's not how you continue to grow and grow and pay pay profits and pay dividends to the elite. You know, and yeah. I've lived in that world. I know how it works. They can't they can't tell me. All they all rely on is us spending more, us wasting more, and us being more beholden and reliant on them. And that yep. that mindset has to change. It has well, to change. You know, I, I know, I, I know. We've looked, we've talked about Primus before. On their last album, uh, well, before the uh, Chocolate Factory album on the Green Naga High, there's a song called "Eternal Consumption Engine," and that's what we are now. They just want that's us right. to keep consuming and and keep, right. you know, it's eternal consumption engine. That's what this country is. That's right. And and we, you know, and the, and I think the average person doesn't understand how it works. They see. They see that each company getting their chunk. But what they don't understand is the wealthy and the elite, they all own a portion of it. As to, you know, if you have a retirement plan through your state and so forth, you own a chunk of it too because that money comes from the dividends paid to those profitable companies. But that's well, such a yeah, small everybody's, part. Yeah, every, I'm sorry, everybody's a small part of it. If you have a 401K, yeah. you know. Correct, correct. But, see, most people don't see it this way. Most people see it as, oh, it's just those companies. But – when you look at the board of directors of all these massive uh, companies, you'll see that it's, uh, uh, it's all the same people, and they're the ones benefiting the most from their dividends they're gaining from it, which is not a bad thing. It's just they're, they're using their political power to make us pay as much as possible and to never let it roll back and never, never let the average man get the deal and to live with any dignity. So. No, we, yeah, the American dream doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's 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 almost impossible for a blue collar man to make it in this country to have you know to get ahead. You know, as FDR said, we instituted the minimum wage, not just a subsistence living, but you know, a decent actual life. You know, where you take your wife right. out on the weekends to a nice restaurant. You know, where your kids can have you know the new Wii or the new PlayStation or whatever. You know, without you going into debt for it, having to save for six months to get it for them. No, and it's just a way of creating like a class warfare amongst ourselves, you know, and, and then it all plays to their advantage. This is how the two-party system has worked for them for years. 
it's really a one-party system, and everybody's just believed, you know, these two parties pick a side on each issue, and all they do is go on TV and pit us against each other. We need to turn this around, and and all of us, the whole public, needs to be pit ourselves against the two-party system. No, yeah, it's kind. Of, I mean, it, the two, and I always use quotes. The two quote-unquote party system, it's just like watching. I don't know if, if you're watching. Um, what's the show with that idiot Stephen A. Smith? First take on ESPN. You know, one guy takes one side. One guy takes the other side. And I have worked at sports radio, okay? I've worked at ESPN radio in Orlando for a year or two. It, it, dude, these people, it's not what they think, really. It's, it's, it's entertainment. They take they down, they have a meeting, before, a they have a meeting right. before the show. You're going to argue this side, and you're going to argue this side. Cause I've been there. I've argued points I didn't believe in, but that's, right, that's entertainment. Right. Well, you know, and that's what the parties do. They do, and I used to joke that you, know, you see these presidential debates and the two candidates come in. Of course, there should be seven candidates, but there's two part, two candidates that come in. Yeah. And they go and they, and they start whispering in each other's ears. And my joke over the years has always been when Bush and Kerry or whoever that is is talking to each other, they're, they're really just saying, okay, don't forget you're pro-military and I'm pro-choice, and don't forget you're – you know, they're just getting, getting their nuts. It, it's yeah, one party. They could care less. They're, yeah, they're in the green room before the debate, exactly that. The way you're pro-military, right? Okay, well, one, one, am I going to cut Social Security or are you going to cut Social Security? Yeah. Right, right, right. That's all it's, it is. That's all it is. It's a joke, and it's because they're scared of the Ross Perot effect. Oh, they, they let are, him in. They they let him in the debates, and you see what happened. He got twenty percent of the popular vote almost. Right, right. And yeah. I still don't know what to believe about that. Really, was was that all intentional? Was that part of the game? Was that part of the manipulation? You know, and uh, you, you know, here we go again. Something that's been really yeah. big on my plate this week is, um, especially in my district, I get a lot of grief over the immigration thing and so forth. And oh, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a little bit different than most most of my fellow Greens because yeah we want to make sure everybody gets to vote we want to make sure it's easy to vote but in this day and age of technology we have a better option we have a better option for running elections the only reason we have this disastrous elections where there's all these unreliable people with their hands on the ballots and stealing ballot I mean it's just it's insane what's going on in this high technology world. You know, I like to say, you know, I know firsthand, I mean, I think even most average people realize that in the stock market every day, millions of votes are made on buying a stock. Yeah. You, if you have a brokerage account, you can go online and you can say, I want to vote to buy this stock at $40. And guess what? You get your vote and, guess, and you can check it and make sure it's there still that because you, you get your vote, your stock, and – it's you know there's all these checks and balances. There's the SEC that makes sure that the Nasdaq is running these votes properly. Well, I foresee a future, and it's going to be here in 50 years. I want it right now. That every voter has a voter brokerage account, and only one vote can be placed on that account, and it's legitimate. And you can check and make sure you can open your account and make sure it's still there and it's being counted. We can do this millions of times a day on the stock market, and we can't run an election that's fair and square and clean. Now they can do it. Right? They can do it with Facebook. You can only they have one can. Facebook account. Somebody else can't build a Facebook account with you know with your name. They're gonna have your password and stuff. You know, Correct. you you gotta have you your bank account. You have to have your social security number to access it. Why can't we do it Correct. with election? It's Correct. You know, Correct. Yeah. And I know it kind of sounds like I'm going against the, the the Green Party's platform of just free, easy access to elections and all. But you yeah. know, I agree with them. I agree 100 percent with my party. But 
we have a fair way of doing this because guess what? We also need fair elections. And by not doing this, we will never, ever take the elections away from the two-party system. They're, they will they will work it. And, and I mean, we saw it in the primaries. We all know what happened. It happened right here in Arizona. It happened right here. I mean, it, it's just, it's criminal. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I want to see some more perp walks. I want to see perp walks over the elections. Well, you know, I said, you know, I, I was born in Hammond, Indiana. You go across the border in Chicago. So, I mean, I've always, I lived there about 10 years out of my life. And, yeah, I mean, in Chicago, thousands of dead people vote every year. You know, for the Democratic machine, the Democrats have been running Chicago for 100 years now. Correct. And, 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 guess, and guess, how, just, guess how many I mean, face, it, it, You're so right. And how many Facebook accounts can those dead people open? One yeah. at most. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, Donna, I apologize. My phone hangs up on you. I have three portable phones, and I'm having trouble keeping all three charged. Can you believe it? So I know this one's getting to die on me. Okay. We only got so about 15 minutes left. So, yeah, if, okay. you die, if you die, I'll carry the rest of the show by myself. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, I'd like to hear something about your race, to be honest with you. I know I'm your guest today. But a big part okay. of what I would like to talk about, and we did hit on a little bit, is um, getting good candidates and getting the average people out representing their areas. Um, you know, share share with us, because I know there's a lot of potential candidates, and I know there is candidates listening to us right now. Um, yeah. What was access to your ballot really like? What what did it take, and what are you going to do next time to, to get on the ballot, not as a write-in, but to get on your ballot? All right, well, I'll start from the beginning. You know, I, you know. Like like many people listening to this show that are members of the Green Party, they're only here because of what happened to Bernie, which you just touched on. You know, they said mm-hmm. screw the deal. Many of them were lifelong Democrats and just got out. Said, look, no, I got, I can't be a part of this party anymore. That's the way I was. I joined the Green Party. I guess it was about May. You know, I guess in California. I mean, because what they did to Bernie in California was just despicable. despicable and I said, yeah. screw it. I'm, I'm joining the Green Party. I, I looked, you know, I started seeing Jill Stein on Facebook. Looked it up. I said, hey, great, you know, we started this show, which was actually Larry's idea. And, hey, I, I decided that, look, I'm going to run. 2018, I'm going to run for my local state representative. You know, it gives me two years, you know, to learn everything, all this stuff. Well, then I, I looked, I don't know, it's been like a month ago, I guess. I looked at online at the Secretary of State's website. Welcome to Staples. Staples Guide. This year I'm preparing my own taxes. Good for you. Yep, I'm going to be accountable. Right. Well, Staples can help with storage and filing supplies, plus software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. Go on. You have my interest. And now get TurboTax for up to $15 off at Staples. Up to 15 bucks off TurboTax? That'll pay handsome returns. Right. Thanks, Staples Guy. Depreciate it. Uh-huh. Everything you need this tax season for less, like up to $15 off TurboTax. Staples. Make more happen. In-store only in at the ballot for my local elections, my local ballot, the one I'll be filling out. For a state representative, there's a Republican. And that's it. There's no Democrat running. And I was like, wow. no, this is not right. I, there's no way. you know. And it's only been, he's only been in office, he's going for his third term. The, so the it's one not before like he's ingrained well, he over gets, 40, 50 years or something. It's just yeah. His, look, oh, yeah, wow. the, yeah, yeah. And the one before that, the Democrat won. And, you know, I know I'm in, you know, I'm in basically three counties, a little bit of a fourth. Two of them are real red. The county I live in is real red. Actually, the largest county, though, is fairly blue. You know, so, I mean, and I'll say this, you know, I live where I live. It's, you know, fairly 
white bread. That county has the most black people, so they're the most de- they vote Democrat. You know, we all know that. But I said, no way this guy should be allowed to run unopposed. So I went to the Secretary of State's website, you know, looked to see what I had to do to file, you know, to file. I knew I couldn't get on the ballot. The ballot was already out. But I said, well, what can I do to get on as a write-in? And it was simple. There's a form you fill out. Well, actually, two forms. You have to fill out your campaign finance form as well. Mm-hmm. Fill out the form. Send the Secretary of State $50. Boom. That's it. You're a write-in. You're listed on the Secretary of State's website. You know, they will count your votes. You're officially a write-in candidate. That's it. Cost me $50. No signatures, no nothing. So, run. so the next, in the next cycle, though, do did do you have a way of uh, X amount of – uh, put, sign petitions from your potential voters to get you on the ballot. Yeah. Now let's assume that Jill Stein doesn't get two percent in Kentucky, because I, okay. I believe she will. But I believe she know, will this as well. state, I believe this state. Who knows? But there were I, there were enough Bernie voters here. I think to give Jill Stein two percent. If she does, I believe we'll have automatic ballot access. I know Jill will have automatic ballot access in 2020 which will give me back ballot access, let's assume I don't, okay? Like you said, let's assume I don't have automatic ballot access. All I need is 100 signatures in my district and $100 to file. That's it. And my name is on the ballot. It's that simple, folks. It really is not, you know, people think it's hard to run, you know, politics, big, you know, complicated thing. It's not that hard, people. It's simple. $100, 100 signatures. I'm on the ballot. For the state house of representatives, it's it's really simple. It is, it is. That's you know, it's different in every state. Everybody's got to know that you got to educate yourself. Start at the secretary of state's website. You have to educate yourself, read it, reread it, mark your dates on your calendar. For us, our petitions that that we have to submit are only in a specific time during the spring. There's actually you can't put in more than this. You can't put in less than this, and uh, it's not complicated. But you do have to read the fine print. But you do not need sure. attorneys. I think we're led to believe we have to hire fancy attorneys to run these campaigns and all. And no, hopefully someday we will. Hopefully someday in all of our small elections, like you know the the races, that we will. But at this point, you don't. And we can help each other. You know, there's, yeah. we'll help each other get through this. Yeah, people think you need a big campaign staff and stuff. You know, the only people helping me are my co-hosts here on the Green Party Radio Network. They're helping me, giving me advice, you know. And, and they're helping it, me, it, too. <laughs> they're yeah, helping me, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Ray's on the show. Hopefully we're helping Ray, too, to get some votes. Because uh, that's another absolutely. thing we all need to do, all of us Green Party candidates. And listen, that's why I had you on the show, Ray. That's why I had Ray. We were lucky enough to get Arne Menconi to come on the show. You know, uh, everybody what a knows great it. candidate. What a great candidate, man. That's love and, him. Dude, it's a tie because, I mean, you were by far our best guest we ever had. But Arn came on, and he just freaking knocked it out of the park. I mean, yeah, what a hell of a guy he is. Oh, I, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be even mentioned in the same sentence. But, no, he's he's got to be one of the best candidates the Green Party has out there. And uh, and people love him. I mean, but uh, but he has walked the walk and talked the talk for years. This guy is uh, – he's the real deal. So hopefully he's going to be around for years to come with this win, lose, or draw this week which uh, nobody's fought a harder fight than he has up there because they know, the, the political establishment knows that he's got traction up there. He has street yeah. cred and traction up there. And um, and I've done what I can for him on social media, and I've tried to do the best I can. I, uh, unfortunately, what, what people will find when they get into this fray is um, 
you know, I had sent Jill Stein a few bucks here and there. Well, when my candidacy started in my race, I I couldn't support her like I wished I could because every election dollar was going to my own thing. It's, you know, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, we yeah, got no, some great no, candidates. I, we got some great candidates. Yeah, and all you have to do, hey, you know, I, I got in the race late, and I'm not even on the ballot, but I got in touch with my state Green Party, you know, those people mm-hmm. are great. They'll do anything they can to help you. Contact your state party. If you're lucky enough, which I'm not, to have a local chapter, or we'll have one after the election because I'll be running it. You know, we'll have a local right. chapter here in Western Kentucky. I live, you know, I live in a rural area. There's eight, eight, nine thousand people in my county, so it's not hard. It'll be a multi-county thing. It's not like Louisville where they got a half a million people in the city. Contact your state party. Contact your local party. They'll do all they can to help you out, okay? And and it's not that hard to get on the ballot. It's different in every state. It's different for every race. But especially well, you know in a lot of a lot of races are local. You just go to the county clerk to file, okay? If you want to run for, you know, city council, you know, something like that. If I'd have known, if I'd have known in advance, the city council here in Grand Rivers, which I don't know why they need a city council. There's 500 people in the town, but there's. There's six people on the city council, or city commissioners, I think they're called. So there's six people on the city commission. There's six people on the ballot. Vote for up to six. Well, duh. So you just right. mark them all off, and that's it, you know. Right. If I'd have known, you know, I'd have started with, with running for city commission. But I didn't know. Right. Well, I, you know, I, got, I want to hit on a point, because my primary is a, was a lot for me, educational process, a lot for me what it is for you in your general election. And I want yeah. I want your voters to hear something, and I and I want every person out there considering writing in, uh, doing a writing candidate in any office of any kind. The difficult part of it is you have to, and this is how I was successful: is when you're out there soliciting votes from independents and Green Party and anybody that you know that you're talking to, is they need to know. I I, I was telling people take a piece of paper or on your phone, write my name. Make sure you have the spelling exactly right. Write down the office I'm in so you know it's in the right office because you're asking somebody to literally, you know, you're not on the ballot. They have to write you in. And every write-in vote is challenged. And if there's, like, my name's two R's, if you spelt it with one R, it was thrown out. And the Democrats did this to me. They challenged because they tried to get me off the ballot. They challenged every vote in every county in Arizona's District 1. And Wow. It, and this, and by law, they had reason to, but it didn't work for them. They found out, oh, oh crud! You know, this did this. You know, the outcome is not what they wanted. But a lot of people vote. You know, wrote two, uh, one R instead of two. Also, yeah. in other parts of my public life, uh, most people know me, including my middle initial, and um, the Secretary of State did not include that. So I have to go with my name without the middle initial. Well, so many people wrote in with the middle initial. Cost me hundreds yeah. of votes. Cost me hundreds of votes. But and but but I still got through by making sure people knew. Make a note of it. Here's how you spell my name. Take your time. Spell it right. And I want to make sure your voters and anybody out there writing in writing candidates anywhere to make sure go double check how do they spell their name, and what yeah. exact what exact offices are they running for? Because this can be confusing to the voter. You know, sure. legislative district this, district that, district you know, congressman, senator. I mean, it's confusing to people. Yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, but next time you'll be on the ballot, so you will have not. Yeah. You won't have these worries. <laughs> well, and I have to say, I I don't have a lot of those worries now. Arizona sucks. I mean, in Kentucky, because I looked it up. I mean, I didn't want to have the troubles you're having. I wanted to make sure. 
And in Kentucky, the law is you can have a misspelling. As long as the voter's intent is known, they have to accept it. You know, they can spell, <laughs> you know, because, you know, officially with the Secretary of State, it's, you know, I'm, I'm on the ballot as Donald G. Ellis, okay? Nobody calls me Donald. Nobody's allowed to. My grandmothers are gone, okay? So nobody right, calls right. me Donald anymore, you know? <laughs> I, I, you know, and I'm not married, you know. I, any of my wives, when they got pissed off, they call me Donald. You know, right. no. <laughs> that's but, you know, and, and misspellings are counted. And also in Kentucky, on my candidacy sheet, um, there's a list you can actually write down, you know, Okay, you've done the ballot as Donald G. Ellis. What else would you know? What else is acceptable? So I was able to put Don Ellis, D. Ellis, Donald Ellis, Donald, you know, D. G. Ellis. I was able to write all of those right on my candidacy papers, to where people write that instead. You know, like if they put Donald Ellis without the G, my vote gets counted. So I mean, I, I guess in Kentucky, I'm lucky compared to Arizona. Well, it, it is. You are. You are. And um, and I did lose a kind of on a different subject. I did lose a lot of votes also in the primary. That um, you know, independence outnumber. Welcome to Staples. Staples Guide. This year, I'm preparing my own taxes. Good for you. Yep, I'm going to be accountable. Right. Well, Staples can help with storage and filing supplies, plus software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. Go on. You have my interest. And now get TurboTax for up to fifteen dollars off at Staples. Up to fifteen bucks off TurboTax? That'll pay handsome returns. Right. Thanks, Staples Guy. Depreciate it. Uh huh. Everything you need this tax season for less, like up to fifteen dollars off TurboTax. Staples. Make more happen. In store only. It's four one seventeen. Everybody in Arizona. So I don't oh, know so, how. Yeah. The, the, oh, right. So, and in Arizona, and again to the listeners out there across the country, it's different in every state. But in Arizona, there's a dirty secret kept from these independent voters. And what that is is that they they just most nine. I think I'm just throwing a number out there, but I believe it's ninety percent of independent voters believe that they have no place in the primary elections. They just don't go. But yeah. in truth. They can walk into into their into their um, you know, election you know, booth and ask for any party's ballot, and that's wow. where I had some success gaining these votes too. Is I I I did public outreach to these independent voters across northern Arizona and said, go in, ask for the Green Party, write in this, and you know I think the powers that be just really didn't think I could ever get that done, but I did. I was able to get enough of them to come out to primaries they haven't gone to for years and years. And a lot of them, I got stories of a lot of them that they walked in and the and the the officials working at the polling place are telling them, no, you can't do that. You're you're yeah. not a registered Green Party. And they're like, no, I was told I could. They'd make phone calls and they would come back and say, oh, I guess you can. You know, it's it, it's horrible. But uh, well, and, I mean, you know the the path to to winning some of these elections, especially in my state, is through the independent voters. Yes, we want to sign up as many Green Party members as possible. Uh, we need to work hard on that. But the path to winning is is in, including the independent voters. Well, it's that way nationwide. I mean, nationwide, there's more independents than there are Republicans or Democrats. And because people want to have a choice. I don't know why. I think a lot of people feel that I've seen this question a lot on Facebook. Can I vote for Jill in the general election if I'm not registered green? Well, of course you can. But there's a lot of people that don't know that. They think, you know, in order to vote for, God, I don't even want to say their name, to vote for the Democratic nominee for president, you know, they have to be a registered Democrat, you know, or to vote for that other horrible right. person, you know, the Republican. But no, it's not like that. In the general election, 
you can vote for anyone you want. Now, in Kentucky, and it's, every state's primary is different, though. Yes, we should mention that because in Kentucky, it's not like that in the primary, like you had. Show me. Independents, show me. Independents can't vote. You know, I I said I had to change, and it 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 pained me to register as a Democrat because I've been independent my whole life. But I had to change to Democrat to vote for Bernie in the Democratic primary because that's the state law, and it's stupid. But it is so stupid. It is stupid. But, but you know, it, it, and on that, that same note, um, how many national news uh, networks, news shows and all, do anything to educate voters? That goes against their, their marching orders. Their marching orders are argue about DNR, just argue about, you know, I won't mention names either, but argue, just argue about these two candidates. That's all. Nothing yeah. about bringing out the vote, getting people educated. Nothing. Nothing. They don't want people. You know, they don't want people to know. No, no. They want an un- uneducated populace. voter. Yep. They want an yeah. uneducated voter, and 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 you know, and they they're really been really successful at what they do. It's like, um, you know, you just have to pull your hair out. I'm sure you know of low income areas in your district <laughs> that will vote that will vote for Republicans. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 how does this happen? Is it? Is are they using religion? Is it? That's is all it, it is. It's, it, this is this. These are the religious. You know, we we are the uh, without throwing names out there, but we are the Christian right and all this, and that's enough for them. Everything else must be and fine. abortion. A lot of them vote. I, I mean, on abortion because if you're, you know, they're, if they're anti-abortion, well, you know, I, I cannot understand for my life, and I'm, I'm going to go off. I went off on women earlier because so much as I love women, and spent 40 years of my life trying to land women. They're the ones that's going to put the Democratic nominee in office, Correct. voting with Correct. their vagina. And, you know, they're, yeah, they're, and, and I, you know, yeah, and you know what I got to say? It's I, I have a, a thing I like to say that is really unpopular, but I think that every single person in this country and in this world is anti-abortion. There's nobody yeah. anti-abortion. Nobody there, I mean, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say that. I mean, it's like, and I know yeah. it, it's not popular for me to say it with other things, right? But even more important than that. Is pro-choice. It's pro-choice. Say, it's, yeah, I know it blows people away because I'm. I tell them the same thing straight up. Yes, I'm anti-abortion, but I'm pro-choice just as strongly. Of people course. can't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing. The only thing worse is a room full of white-haired old men making laws for women. Uh, how women will treat their bodies. So. Um, yep. Yeah, and and yeah. here we're just talking another example of how the power structures, the powers that be, are just using these. Key uh, issues to pit us against each other, to pit us against each other. And you know, I've told—I think I told just my last show—the large LDS uh, Mormon community across my district one, and everybody's shocked when I tell them that most of these people who I'm close to, that I know, that I talk to, they're pro-choice because the most important thing to them is. The federal government can stay the hell out of my life. We know what yeah. to do. We're grown-ups. We know what to do and when to do it and when not to do it. We do not need need them involved. They're pro-choice. But they're taken for granted as, no, they're going to vote Republican because they're yeah. anti-abortion. It's all yeah, BS. No matter how, we're, we're all being duped. No matter how poor they are and how much they depend on food stamps, yeah. You know, well, and that's another one that will just kill me. That's right. That's right. Ray, I gotta let you go. I got the sixty second sign from Log Talk. Hey, Ray uh, Parrish, our tied with our minds, Mancone is our best guest ever. Arizona District One for US Congress. Hey, Please. And th- for th- thanks for having me, Don. Invite me back after the election. 
Hey, I, man, if I, I talk to you Wednesday morning if I could. We'll set up. If you got time, I will talk to you Wednesday morning if we got time. I'll but, hey, we'll set I'll something up. You, buddy. We'll set right, something up. Hey, it's great talking to you, brother. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Hey, that was Ray Parrish. I'm Don Ellis. This is Green Party Radio on the Green Party Radio Network. Don't forget to vote for me if you're in Kentucky District 4 for state representative. We'll see you Wednesday morning talking about the election, which is probably going to suck. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my New Year's resolution is to get new customers in the door. Well, Staples has everything you need to promote your business. Signs, pens, mugs, you name it. Perfect. And right now, you can get 15% off custom banners and posters. 15% off? <laughs> That's one resolution off my list. Oh, how many were there? Just the one. Then, Happy New Year. This year, resolve to promote your business at Staples. And right now, get 15% off custom banners and posters. Staples, make more happen. Offer ends 324.17. See a Staples associate for details.